You're listening to a live audio recording from Women's Bible Fellowship at LEFC. This is week eight of the study In His Image. Today's teaching is entitled God Most Patient. So this week we studied God's attribute of patient. And oh, how we love patience, at least in others, right? The sad irony for most humans is how we desire, perhaps insist, and sometimes may even demand that others be patient with us. And yet how often we struggle to truly be patient with those who aren't growing or changing or even just moving as quickly as we want them to. Has anyone else other than me ever found themselves dragging a young child into or through a store who was much preferring to dawdle and stop and look and stray? And there's even irony in how we want God to be patient, extremely so with us. I'm trying, Lord, no discipline needed here, just be patient, I'll get to holiness soon. But boy, how we sometimes can desire his impatience with others. Lord, please give them what they deserve now. Execute your justice now. Teach them the lesson they need to learn now. We want him to be patient with our spiritual growth and sin struggles, but not with our challenging circumstances or relationships. Lord, fix this trial now. Yeah, for sure, patience is one of those attributes which we are very tempted to have one standard for others and quite a different one for ourselves. But before we dive in, let me pray. Oh, Father God, the perfect, patient, long-suffering Lord, we thank you for your patience with us, how we desperately need your patience with us. Forgive us for when we fail to extend it to others. And now, Lord God, in your patience, allow our hearts and minds to receive the message that you have for each of us, that we may grow to look more like you, to reflect your image, even in patience. Hide me, Lord, reveal yourself. It is you we need to hear from. We thank you, Lord. We love you. Thank you for loving us first. In your name we pray, amen. So if you weren't already convicted somewhat by my brief introduction and our different standards and expectations of how we can regard ourselves so differently from how we want others to be, for how we want God to be, let me read to you some definitions I found which probably will make you squirm even more. Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Another definition is the ability to bear trials without grumbling. So it means to accept and bear the delay or difficulty and to do so with a good attitude. No grumbling, no anger. Merriam-Webster takes it a step further to say that it is to bear pains or trials calmly, 
I'm sure that describes all of us, right? When we're in the midst of a difficult trial, we just remain perfectly calm, without complaint. Forbearance under provocation or strain. It's one thing to force ourselves to be patient, to act patiently, but to do it in a calm manner, that can be a challenge. Patience is also defined as steadfast, despite opposition, difficulty, or adversity. We looked last week at the significance of remaining faithful even during those times. Those definitions I read focus on difficult circumstances, but what about difficult people? Yes, we need to be patient during times of adversity, but we also need to be patient with one another. Some other definitions I found are bearing of provocation and annoyance without complaint, loss of temper, irritation, or the like. So I'm definitely squirming now, being provoked, getting annoyed at someone without feeling irritation, that's a tall order. Webster adds that patience means not hasty or impetuous. Have you ever responded too hastily, acted impulsively? So clearly patience includes the action and the attitude. Bear with on the outside and bear with on the inside, our thoughts and feelings. As I read through these definitions, my mind just kept unfortunately going back a year. My dear sweet mom passed away last December 1st, and she had struggled in her health for several years. She moved slowly. She had a very difficult time doing simple tasks like putting her shoes on or getting in and out of the car. And I am so sad to say that there were times my actions did not exemplify patience. I would jump in and tie her shoe or cut up the fruit or put on her jacket or do whatever in my mind was taking her way too long to do. And my mom told me how much that bothered her. She wanted to try to do things for herself for as long as possible and for us to let her and be patient. Eventually, she did reach the point in her last several months of really not being able to do anything and she had no choice but to be dependent on us for her help. After my mom expressed that, I would appear to be oh so patient. I would just stand and wait with a pleasant demeanor on my face. But sometimes my inner attitude, I've had to confess to the Lord and I wish my mom were still here so that I could apologize to her. There were times I was still every bit as impatient on the inside. I just made it look good with my actions. I was clearly annoyed and unfortunately it was with great irritation, not without. So let's look to the perfect example we have of patience. Arthur Pink points out that far less has been written upon this attribute of the divine character, but he also challenges the reader. Certain it is that we lose much if we do not frequently meditate upon the patience of God and earnestly pray that our hearts and ways may be more completely conformed thereto. The Hebrew word often used in the Old Testament is arek, which means slow, it's A-R-E-K. God's slowness to anger, his patience is a branch of his mercy. 
Psalm 145.8 states, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Pink defines the divine patience as that power of control which God exercises over himself, causing him to bear with the wicked and forbear so long in punishing them. Nahum 1.3 reads, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power. And I love those two phrases being put together describing God, his patience, his slowness to anger is not a sign of weakness or inability to carry out the due punishment. In fact, it's the opposite. His patience reveals his great power and self-control. Pink defined it further as restraint placed upon his acts by his will. God chooses and is able to sustain great injuries without immediately avenging himself. The theologian Stephen Charnock wrote that God is slow to anger because he is great in power. He has no less power over himself than over his creatures. His slowness to anger or action is never evidence that he doesn't know what to do or isn't capable to fully avenge. Rather, his patience indicates his immense, immeasurable, infinite power and self-control. I wonder if sometimes we equate extreme patience with inability or weakness or uncertainty. And perhaps at times it is. A parent who remains completely patient, doing nothing for hours or even days or weeks with a child who is extremely unruly and clearly needs some discipline and correction, it may be that the parent lacks the confidence or strength or understanding of how to train her child. But that is why it is absolutely critical to view God in his fullness of character, to consider all his attributes. He can only be all wise and all loving and all powerful. So when we view his slowness to anger or action in certain situations, we can be certain that that is the perfectly wise and loving plan to bring about his purpose and to glorify himself. And he is always right on time in doing so, despite our impatience, despite us wanting him to hurry up. Moses writes in Numbers 14, 18, the Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty. Praise God that is who he is. Are we not so grateful that he is slow to anger, excessive in his faithful love, and he forgives sin, and yet he is always just. As I said last week with his faithfulness, that our faithlessness does not nullify it. God is patient even when we do not deserve it. Even when we are impatient with a less than holy attitude. In Nehemiah 9.17, we read about God's chosen people, the Israelites. They refused to obey and were not mindful of the wonders that you performed among them but they stiffened their neck and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. 
but you are a God ready to forgive, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and did not forsake them. When we are tempted to be frustrated that God is being too patient with some of the evildoers in our country, in our world, and we want him to execute his justice swiftly, let's keep in mind that his patience is what greatly benefits us when we refuse to obey, when we ignore his wonders, when we stiffen our neck. Romans 9, 22 through 24 reads, what if God desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. And I wanna read those verses again in the CEV translation. God wanted to show his anger and reveal his power against everyone who deserved to be destroyed, but instead he patiently put up with them. He did this by showing how glorious he is when he has pity on the people he has chosen to share in his glory, whether Jews or Gentiles. There may be some in this room or listening online who are of Jewish heritage, but I'm guessing that we are mostly all Gentiles. Are we not so incredibly thankful for his patience that we could be grafted in? And in Romans 2, 4, Paul exhorts, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? God's patience is on purpose, part of his perfect plan that leads us to repentance. Pastor Tony once stated in a sermon how grateful he is for the patience of God, which allowed enough time for him to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so it is with each of us who are his redeemed children. His patience is what allowed the time for our salvation. The power of his patience reveals his glory because it reveals his great love, his great power, his great self-control, and his perfect plan. And we know that Jesus Christ is also perfectly patient. Paul writes in 2 Thessalonians 3, 5, may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. The Greek word for steadfastness is hupomone, which means patient enduring, perseverance, patient waiting. And that word is also used in verses describing how we are to be patient. And Thayer defines it as the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and piety by even the greatest trials and suffering. Back to the definitions I read earlier, even the greatest trials we may suffer are not an excuse for us to lose our patience. We are to remain loyal to our purpose and faith. Another Greek word for patience in the scriptures, for example, it's in Colossians 3.12, which was a verse that Jen referenced in her chapter. 
when Paul exhorts us to as God's chosen ones, put on patience. The word is macrothumia, and it means forbearance, endurance, constancy, steadfastness, and slowness in avenging wrongs. We've seen how God is patient. And since this study is in his image, we need to consider how we should be as well. In fact, a rather difficult question for each of us to answer honestly may be, would I want the Lord to show me the same level of patience that I show to others? Just as with God, how his patience indicates his self-control and power, it takes a great deal of self-control on our part. Being patient for most of us may not be our natural bend, especially during trials or when greatly provoked. And unfortunately, we often make the least effort with those closest to us. We can find it easier to extend patience to our friends, our acquaintances, our church family. But what about with our true family, our husband, our children, our siblings? the ones that maybe can annoy us the most. Perhaps we force ourselves to show them patience, but is it with an attitude of grumbling and irritation, or is it with one of calmness? Being patient is an act of obedience. That is why Paul tells us in Colossians to put it on. Note that he does not instruct us to be patient when we feel patient. And Paul combines the instruction to be patient with also being compassionate, kind, humble, and meek. It requires all of those attributes as well in order to be truly patient and how often our pride gets in the way. And then the following verses after that, Paul further clarifies that we are to bear with one another as well as forgive. Being patient means we bear with one another, even when provoked, even when annoyed, without irritation. Out of obedience, yes, and also out of the reality that others have to bear with us, and also out of gratitude for the patience that God has extended to us. Note that while patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit we are to display, so is self-control. Why is that? Simple answer, patience is not the natural inclination of the self. We must control the urge to respond with irritation or grumbling or anger in haste. Lest we feel defeated right now, keep in mind the source of the fruit. It is the fruit of the spirit. We cannot produce patience on our own at least not long-term, not in suffering, not when provoked. It is a gift from God given through his spirit to those who call him Lord. We must be patient even with ourselves on this sanctification journey. However, we also must be increasingly growing in dependence on the Lord and his spirit. We cannot abuse the patience of God or take it for granted. In Colossians 1, 10 through 11, Paul is telling the Colossians that he is praying for them to be filled with knowledge and spiritual wisdom. And he writes, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, 
fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Patience is possible for us when we are being strengthened by his power, not our own. When we are increasing in knowledge of him, not leaning on our own understanding. 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, a passage we are probably all familiar with, describes love itself as being patient, which means we cannot truly love if we are impatient or easily irritated by others. You know the cliche people jokingly warn about, don't pray for patience, because God will send you situations where you are forced into it. And one of the purposes of those situations, the benefit of trials, is to produce patience in our life. James 1.3 states, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Don't we all wanna be mature and complete? And yet, we do not wanna endure the path that will lead us there. If we never needed to be patient, how would we ever develop it? God has a purpose in his own patience and he has a purpose to grow it in us even if that means trials are necessary, even if that means being surrounded by people who, well, frankly, require a lot of patience. He has an eternal perspective to conform us to the image of his son. We need to try to do the same. Yes, patient in difficult seasons. Yes, patient with one another. And yes, even patient with the world around us. 2 Timothy 4.2 instructs us to preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Complete patience, not a little. Why? So that we can reflect the image of our ever so patient and long-suffering Lord and Savior to a world in desperate need. A couple of additional points I wanna make about waiting patiently. I've already alluded to that it has to be an internal attitude as well as an outward behavior. The example I shared when I failed to do that well in caring for my mother at times. It is not patience if we are tapping our foot and have our arms folded and rolling our eyes, either outwardly or inwardly. Ask the Spirit to help you in those moments to transform your heart and mind into calmness and loving forbearance. And yes, we are to be patient with people, but that does not mean unlimited patience. There may be times, and just pray for the Lord's discernment, that you do need to hold a brother or sister accountable, that you do need to challenge them in a certain area. And another essential component is that being patient is not passive. If you are in a season of waiting right now and needing to be patient, that does not mean that you just sit back and do nothing. I'm gonna read some of the lyrics to a song by John Waller titled, While I'm Waiting. I'm waiting, 
I'm waiting on you, Lord, and I am hopeful. Though it is painful, but patiently I will wait. And I will move ahead bold and confident, taking every step in obedience. While I'm waiting, I will serve you. While I'm waiting, I will worship. While I'm waiting, I will not faint. I'll be running the race even while I wait. I'm waiting, I'm waiting on you, Lord, and I am peaceful. Though it's not easy, no, but faithfully I will wait. Yes, I will wait. I will serve you while I'm waiting. I will worship while I'm waiting. Friends, even in a season of needing to be patient, we are to serve God, to worship God, to seek his face and learn what lesson he has for us. Paul was in prison, hanging in chains. He could do nothing but wait patiently. But yet, what did he do? He sang songs of worship to God for all the guards and all the other prisoners to hear. It could be that the primary lesson in those seasons of waiting is simply for us to learn patience so that we can then extend it to those around us without irritation, without complaining. To learn to trust God that his timing is perfect and he is all wise and loving. Arthur Pink wrote that the patience of the saints is submission to the divine will and continuance in doing good. Ladies, let us be patient saints submitted to the perfect will of our ever patient and gracious and merciful and loving Father, and let us do good to better reflect his image. Let me pray. Oh, Father God, loving, patient Father, how patient you have had to be with me over and over and over again, and yet, Lord, I try to insist that you be less than patient, either in my difficult circumstances or with difficult people. Forgive me, Lord. Grow in us the patience that you desire us to show to the world around us. May we show it outwardly and may we show it inwardly, only by your spirit, only by the strength of your power. Thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you are willing to do that for us. You will answer that prayer when we cry out, Lord, help me to be patient. And Lord, also help us to trust your patience, to know that it is not because of weakness or inability. It is because you are sticking to your perfect plan and perfect timing. Thank you, Lord. We love you. May we show that love to the world around us. In your name we pray, amen. 